Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the Catty Podcast, where today we're going to be talking about X-Men Dark Phoenix, where it succeeds and where it fails, and why the critics hate it so much. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so first we're going to be talking about the overview, which is, um, I was about to say the overview of the movie, but um, the whole review. So, for me, I said on the usual podcast that this disappointed me, which it did, um... But that's in comparison to Apocalypse uh, and the original X-Men. Personally, I've never actually watched Days of Future Past. And I actually watched a bit of Days of Future Past and First Class. Or any of... I've So, speaking of X-Men. um, So, I've watched the original X-Men, X2, The Last Stand. I haven't watched First Class or Days of Future Past. I've watched Deadpool 2, not the original one. I watched Deadpool 2, Apocalypse, and Dark Phoenix. So I haven't watched Logan, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, First Class, um, The Wolverine, and oh, what's that other one? Uh, Did Future Past. Okay, that, now we've got that over and done with. Oh, sorry, I was, I was a bit stuttery there. Um, and I was stuttering a bit. Okay, I do do that sometimes. Now for for the real overview. Okay, so as I was just saying before, I told you what X Men movies I'd watched. Um, well, I said it on the usual podcast. It disappointed me, which it kind of did compared to X Men Apocalypse, but. To be honest, watching it again, I think this is my yes, this is my third time watching it. Actually, I quite enjoyed it. Um, but the critics hated X Men Dark Phoenix for some reason. Well, maybe it just leaves them a bad taste in their mouth. Like personally, I I don't like X two. I know that's supposed to be. The best x-men movie but i don't like x2 i really i think like i have a reason to to not like x2 people kind of just say that they don't like dark phoenix because other people say they don't like it they don't really have like some critics do have a reason why they don't like it but most of them just say like why is it bad because it's bad and um they don't actually have a reason and i find that quite unfair to this movie um i'm trying to think of other comparisons uh a bit like men in black international you know that that was all right um but seeing as everyone else said it was bad it has to be bad suicide squad um i haven't actually seen that myself but um it's supposed to be all right and um i feel it's a bit unfair on the um the movie that just because everyone says it's bad it means it's bad and i feel like it had so much um dark phoenix had so much to live up to that it kind of it kind of flopped to be honest because it was like maybe they wanted like a really good but because 
the critics were never really going to like it. Because they were kind of anti it before seeing it. Because, obviously, I'm not even sure how many people liked Apocalypse. Um, like me. I'm going to quickly check on IMDb. IMDb rating for... Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse, not Apocalypse 2013. Hmm. So, I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, so, I watched this once on... Oh. Huh. Doesn't actually get very good reviews, Apocalypse, but... Oh, well. Um, it's personally my favourite x-men movie uh, but anyway now we're gonna start getting in to what happens in the story so um the movie starts with uh a flashback personally i don't know why i don't like it but i really don't like this scene they're in a car and I feel like it was kind of pointless that, um, come on, he, she flipped out just because she wanted to listen to her music on the radio. That, that kind of felt a bit sloppy to me and I didn't, I didn't think that it was very good, but, um, we're going to carry on. Her mother and father want to listen to, oh, so this is 19, wait. Oh, there was something that I was thinking of that has now left me. That was a really good point. Oh, yes. So, this is in 1972, I think. And then um, she crashes the car because she wants to listen to her music. And then she flips out Jean Grey, by the way. The young Jean Grey. And um, her mother is dead and her father is reported dead, but... Um, Charles Xavier, Professor X, played by James McAvoy, um, tells her to, um, she lost words, tells her that she should go to, um, the X school, Charles Xavier's school for gifted youngsters, and here's what I don't get, if this is set in 1972, and X-Men Apocalypse is set in 1992, maybe? So maybe 20 years later. Why I don't get is why he has to use a wheelchair in 1972, but yet he, he could walk just fine in X-Men Apocalypse until the end. That really, that really bugged me. I didn't. I didn't get that at all. So that is a problem there. Um, so that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And uh, then she takes it to the, uh, to the school and oh, what happens next? Oh, I actually forgot. I'm trying to think what happens after. Oh yeah, I think it flips to the present day, and oh yes, NASA have, um, this is now in 
Ooh. No, X-Men Apocalypse is in 19... 1980s, maybe? I'm not, I'm not even sure. But it was before Dark Phoenix. So, that's what I didn't get. Anyway, now it's 1992. And, um... I'm actually going to search up when is X-Men Apocalypse set. When is X-Men Okay, so 1983, so about 10 years before this happened and 10 years after uh, the car crash. Okay, sorry, 10 years before this happened, a dark phoenix, and 10 years after the car crash, yes. Okay, um, so, yeah, I just didn't get that, that was very, very strange. Okay, now, um... NASA and there's a solar flare and it's crashed their ships a bit. Therefore, the president sends the X Men to go up and investigate. I found this sequence where they're in the spaceship. It's very, very good. Very, very good. Because, for example, you don't need um, an intro to explain all the characters, even if you hadn't watched Apocalypse. Or any of the X-Men movies, you get what's going on <laughs> due to the scene. Because except for Raven or Mystique, because you don't actually get what's going on with her. But other than that, you get what everyone's doing. Like you see uh, Quicksilver um, and Nightcrawler, what they can do. And then you can see what Jean Grey can do. And then you can also see what Storm can do and Cyclops. And I just think like they all have their little part to play except for Mystique, who's... Um, or Raven, as she's known, is um, piloting the ship. And Beast, you see him transform. So you see what everyone can do. So I felt like that was a very, very good sequence. And um, that was very well written. And then what happens is... uh... Oh yeah, Jean Grey sucks in the solar flare when she's trapped. And then she's still alive, which... Um, it's supposedly impossible, supposedly, supposedly impossible, but then what happens is that, oh yes, we, we go to someone's backyard, um, so I don't know who plays this person, I'm gonna search that up. Oh. oh, yeah, it is Jessica Chastain. I thought it was. So Jessica Chastain's character called... Vuck Smith. Didn't know that. But, um, she is basically... She's having a house party and she's basically possessed by this alien and now she's become the alien. And, um, well, she she kills everyone at her. Well, we don't actually see this, but we assume that she kills everyone at her little house party. And then she meets up with... Um, 
Atto Essendo, I think that's how you say his name, um, to, he's also been possessed by the alien who, um, and then they talk about the plan of action. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I missed a bit. Um, sorry, I skipped a bit because then I realised what they were talking about. So, uh, Jean Grey, um, does so I can't remember, I think she blasts everyone at the party. And, um, what happened, I can't remember why she leaves, but maybe she doesn't. She's not safe or something. I can't remember. But she leaves and then um, the X-Men come and find her. She finds her father's not dead and she gets really raged at Professor X. And then um, we have this really... So this scene felt forced. As much as it was beautiful, this bit of the scene felt forced. When Quicksilver was running um, and trying to punch Jean Grey, I'm guessing... Um, with his super speed, she immediately injures Quicksilver. Now, if they didn't want Quicksilver in this film, well, they could have just... They could have just not sent him to... You know, I think this was a pretty good excuse to not have Quicksilver in the film. Um, Maybe because... Uh, Eric Peters is expensive, although in saying that he did have it for, oh, whoop, Evan Peters, sorry. Uh, hmm. Oh, I accidentally just clicked on him and it said that he's in WandaVision, so I'm really looking forward to that. He's my favourite X-Man or woman, but he's a man, so. So then, um... Jean Grey puts Raven, who is Mystique, um, onto, oh, onto, so she crashes loads of police cars and then she levitates Raven onto a fence, I think, which is made of wood, I'm not sure how that works, it was really spiky and it spiked her, and then, um, Beast gets raged and then we get the scene where she gets possessed by the alien. Then she talks um, to Jones, who I think that's his name. Yes, it is. Okay, so then he talks to Jones, who is also being possessed by the alien. And he tells her that um, they want to look for Jean Grey and they know where to find her. And then Jean Grey goes off to Magneto and um, Beast goes to, uh, just goes off and um, Professor X and um, Hank Coyle, Beast have a chat and um, Professor X tries to think of good moments between um Raven and him and tries to remind Beast of the moment and um that is um where it pushes him over the edge and he leaves the X-Men.
as we know, um, Quicksilver's now broken his leg, and that's confirmed. Um, also, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yes, um, Magneto and um, Jean Grey, and I'm trying to think of the person's name. I don't know what he's called. And um, someone else that we also meet. Um, one of them has long hair, which, and the other one, I don't know what she can do. Uh, but uh, she she normally holds a knife, and she has a buzz cut, purple buzz cut, and he has um long black hair um which he whips at people and that's basically who because the mutants have their own island not the x-men but magneto's given his own bit of land where he and the mutants are protected uh, from i don't know what they're protected from and then um the army comes to fetch Jean Grey and um, Magneto is trying to, well, Jean Grey is trying to kill them and Magneto is trying to save them. And then Jean Grey flies away again because Magneto tells um, her to go away. And then we are introduced to, I think... I can't actually remember what happens next. Hmm. Oh, and then Beast goes to Magneto and they all try to save. I think I'm probably skipping ahead a bit. Oh, yes. Um, our woman, Jessica Chastain, Jessica Chastain goes to Jean Grey's father and asks him about Jean Grey and, um, when he, when he says no, he um, Jessica Chastain twists um, Jean Grey's father's stomach. I think I'm not sure what she does, but um, then what happens is she supposedly finds Jean Grey, and they, Jean Grey is discovering her powers um, with her. Okay, we're going to take a little intermission, and while we do that, we are, after we do that, sorry, we're going to be talking about more about this movie. Sorry if um, it's, I've been stuttering a bit, I, it's, I watched it a night or two nights ago, and I haven't, I can't really remember much, so I'm sorry about that, but carry on listening. <laughs>
Okay, so now we're back to X-Men Dark Phoenix, and um, they're all in a hotel, and the Magneto squad, I'm going to call them, which is Beast, Magneto, the woman with the purple buzz cut, and the man with the whip hair, are fighting off against Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Professor X, and... Who could it possibly be? Who? Sorry, I'm just looking through the cast to remember who it was. Huh. Who was it? Oh, okay, it was Storm. And they are all fighting in the streets of... I don't even know where they are. I probably would if I watched it again. But I don't know where they are. I think they're in like California, maybe. And they are fighting in the streets. And then Magneto brings a train, a whole train carriage, um, up from the ground and tries to hit Professor X with it. And then Professor X. Oh no, Magneto goes inside first. And then Jean Grey um, puts his helmet and then um, breaks his helmet and then flies him out the window. And then Professor X is in there and he says to Jean Grey, Jean Grey, Jean Grey, that you can do anything you put your mind to. And then, well, that kind of backfires on him because Jean Grey said, fine, walk for me, walk to me when she's on the top of the stairs and I found this really brutal Jean Grey uh, makes him walk um she levitates him but kind of not she kind of brings him and go upstairs and I found that really I didn't like that at all and then the woman takes all of Jean Grey's powers and then I keep on saying and then because I'm thinking about what happened next next oh and then the army comes in and puts all the mutants on a train i thought at personally when i first watched this the final sequence you know that it's the movie's getting a bit boring after when you look at the time i look how long's left there's still 40 minutes left in the film well it's probably like 10 minutes credit so about half an hour left in the film and I was starting to worry a bit and I was like oh seriously but the bit with the train everything after that except for the end scene which I will talk about the train scene is absolutely phenomenal all of the aliens fight off against um, Magneto and all the guards and all the X-Men, they all have to work together to um, save Jean Grey, who is all locked up. And I know what you're thinking. When I said locked up, she isn't in a prison cell. She can't break up. She's knocked out, I think, and she's um, strapped to this chair. Uh, and she can't get out. I can't remember it's kind of like a cross to be honest like like 
Jesus or something. I'm not sure. And then what happens is it's a really beautiful scene where I oh wait. Oh we never actually got back to um then the purple the lady with the purple hair dies, I'm guessing. She stares at Magneto for like so Magneto is about to die and then she saves him and then um I found this really sudden. She gets um thrown off the train by someone who's on the roof. She just stares at Magneto for like two seconds and then next second she gets thrown off the train and no one cares one bit. Which I I really didn't like. I found that was the only bit of the scene that I didn't like. And I also found um the bit where um Nightcrawl was saying um for the thing to not die for the person why is only a thing the guard to not die I found that really kind of jarring but then uh, our favorite Jessica Chastain is um our favorite bad guy of this movie there's only two bad guys in this movie so that proves how much but her performance in this is brilliant but um our old friend Jessica Chastain comes in and well, she beats the living smoosh out of all the X-Men, and she's used all the powers against them, like Storm gets some lightning on onto her, and she just fires it back at her. And then, well, Jean Grey wakes up and levitates the train, which I thought was a brilliant scene, and then the crane trash crane trashes train crashes um onto i don't even know what they crashed to but then i thought this scene went sequence went on for way way too long um the bit where it's just jessica chastain and jean gray just levitating in the air and they're exchanging power but um, before, um, Jean Grey's being awesome and just Thanos snapping everyone out of existence. Um, well, no, by the way, I'm done, that's a metaphor. She didn't actually do that. She was just turning them into um, dust like Thanos did. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. And then I think I think it went on for like ten minutes when they were just exchanging power and talking and then levitating. And then uh, Jean Grey blows up. Uh, blows up Jessica Chastain in space, and then she supposedly dies. Jean Grey as well. And then it's co- now called the Jean Grey School for Gifted Youngsters, not Charles Xavier. And then, then what happens is. Um, Beast is the new leader, and James McAvoy and, sorry, Professor X and Magneto, James McAvoy and Mark Fassbender are in Paris, they are in a cafe, and they start playing chess, but just over the streets of Paris, you see a phoenix, and then that's where it ends. Now, we will get into my overview. I know we've already done this at the beginning, but my proper overview. And 
there are definitely problems with the film, which I will go over now. And um, maybe there's going to be five minutes left in the podcast. It's been a pretty lengthy podcast for um, an episode that isn't with Sophie Kinderay because episodes with her are normally lengthened because we normally go off and talk about theories for about 20 extra minutes or 10 extra minutes. So, the problems I have are probably the last, say, 20 minutes. The last 20 minutes after they get off the train is a problem. That is where I was kind of thinking, should I, should I wind this forward? Should I fast forward it? And I was like, nah. Um, the, the first sequence, definitely. Um, I really didn't like that. And also Quicksilver breaking his leg. If they didn't want to use Quicksilver, they didn't have to. Of course, that would have disappointed me. But um, I felt like it was kind of forced that they just didn't want to use Quicksilver. So therefore, but they were like, oh, no, we'll use him in Apocalypse. So, of course, we have to use him now. Could have just said that he'd moved on and is not in the X-Men anymore. But kind of just felt forced that he had to break his leg. And um, also when i can't remember oh yeah um when when they were in the house and fighting on the streets as much as that's supposed to be one of the best sequences i didn't really like it that much now we're going to talk about the good stuff the good stuff are from 40 minutes till the end, till 20 minutes near the end. That 20 minutes when they're on the train is brilliant scene. And also when they are... The only downside to the scene was Quicksilver. And um, Quicksilver breaking his leg and Raven dying, which I didn't really get. Maybe you can die due to a wooden fence, but I think you probably can. But, oh, she died due to a wooden fence. And um, the only downside to this was, yeah, I just said, and the rest of the scene was brilliant. And I think just the overall character, there haven't really been much character development, to be honest, with everyone, maybe Cyclops, but I've never, I don't really like Cyclops that much, personally. Um, apart from, of course, Jean Grey, there hasn't really been, and Charles Xavier, there hasn't really been much character development, um, except for Charles Xavier, Jean Grey, and Magneto, and maybe Beast, I'd say. Um, but yeah, other than that, there hasn't really been much character development, but... I was okay with that because I, I loved Apocalypse. Okay, that should practically wrap up the episode. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye, and I'm the only one here, so goodbye.